We are already off to a, a rather good start for our Lenten journey, a time for us to reflect on our relationship with Christ, our relationship with ourselves and with one another. We had some great attendance this past Wednesday at the um, Ash Wednesday services, seven in the morning, nine and seven at night. Uh, we had an increased number of people coming to daily mass. Confessions have been um, up. The numbers of people coming to confessions are up, which is marvelous. Uh, Stations of the Cross have begun, and we had a great turnout for those on Friday evening. Our young families brought their young children and had a, a soup uh, and, and stations night in Minetti Hall uh, on uh, Friday. A number of young people in here uh, making their the stations uh, while we were all up in the other hall, in Waldron Hall, having the fish dinner, which also has been a great success. Uh, we uh, thank, first I want to thank all the people who, who put it together, who worked so hard to make it happen, and the young people who stayed to, uh, to help uh, serve and clean up and and take care of the tables, but we sold over 300 fish dinners, so uh, look forward again this Friday for for the same. Also, it was a great week, and Father Eseke was granted tenure at Messiah College, so that means that he'll be around quite a long time. So congratulations to him. But what we've started already in in this short journey, it's only been a few days, We've already started to really open up our hearts to become and and to experience the dignity and the worthiness of, of being a child of God. We've we've come to to together to become uh, companions on this journey of faith. And I know that it's only four days into it, and we probably struggle. That's why on Friday in my podcast I focused on Station Three seven, and nine. And if you listen to that meditation, stations three, seven, and nine are Jesus falls the first time, the second time, the third time. But each time he continues to get up. And in my podcast, I encouraged us who so easily say, I quit. You know, we, we walk this Lenten journey and, and, and we start our penances, we start our, 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 our almsgiving, we start those things, and, and suddenly it's like, no. Well, I did enough. It's been five days. I think that's enough. The other 35, we'll work on them another time. You know, or, or, we, or we say after that second fall, look, Lord, I, I can't go any further. I, I've tried it. I've done my best, but I quit. And that third time, we, we just want to throw in the towel and say it's not important to me any longer. It, it's as though you don't care. Uh, uh, God, you don't, you don't care. And... I just don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be part of it. I don't want to be part of the church. I don't want to be part of a, of a holy family. I don't want to be part of a, a future kingdom that is yet to come. But here we are in this first Sunday of Lent where Jesus could have easily done those things as well. Easily turn that bre- those stones into bread. Easily have accepted the devil's offer to jump off that uh, parapet and, and, and become whatever he wanted to be. Or to, to walk away and bow down and worship and, and, and have no pain, no suffering. But he didn't. Jesus accepted his cross. Jesus carried his cross. Jesus was nailed to that cross. 
And we know on that journey, each time he fell at three, seven, and nine, each time he fell, he got right back up. And he continued the journey. We might ask ourselves, well, why? Why would you do that? But he knew. And he trusted. What did he know? He knew the history of his people. He knew the history of our ancestors in faith, our Jewish brothers and sisters. All through the Old Testament, the Hebrew scriptures, whenever things get tough for God's people, they cry out to him, be near me, Lord, when I am in trouble. He hears the cry of his people. He comes to their rescue. He heard their prayers. He saw their plight. He felt their pain. And Jesus knew that. And so should we. In that second reading from the Romans, we're reminded that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That's a big promise. Every one of us who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. And Jesus knew that. And so should we. We pray the Our Father, and then the priest says these words, Deliver us, Lord, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days. By the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress. That's our cry. When the people cry, Jesus, God hears. That's our trust that God will fulfill his promise and rescue us. And why did Jesus trust so much? He trusted everything that God promised us in scriptures. He trusted us that no evil, no affliction would ever befall his people. That evil will never win. Something very relevant in our world right now. That nothing ever separates us from the love that God has for us. Paul reminds us in his letter to the Romans, no trial, no sword, no no tribulation, no angel, no principality, not even death will separate us from the love of God or his love for us. And that God, Jesus knew that God's promise was to deliver us from evil and remove us from temptation. He knew it, and so should we. Jesus moved on after each one of those falls because he knew that the kingdom of God was at hand. He learned from his own ancestors never to look back. Never to say, I quit. Never to say, I'm done with it. Never to say, I don't want any more. But he teaches us always to look forward. To look forward in hope. To look forward because the best is yet to come. What eye has not seen and ear has not heard, God has ready for those who love him. Maybe that's why every time Jesus meets people, read your scriptures this week. Every time Jesus encounters people, he knows what they did. He knows what we did. But he extends his hand and says, what can I do for you? They tell him what they need. And he says, it's yours. Follow me. He never looks back. He never tells us to go back and, 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 and do something about that. He says, just keep going forward. Move forward. He knew their past, he knew their needs, he knew their sins, and he invited them to turn away and to follow. And we just had that, didn't we? Repent and be faithful to the gospel on Ash Wednesday. 
or remember your dust and to dust you will return. God is always offering to us what is best. But we are always stopping short of accepting it. God is always sweetening the deal. And we keep rejecting it for what's less. He perfected it in the Garden of Eden. Look what they did. Look where we are because of it. All the covenants that we we could go back and read that he made with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and so many others. And we rejected his plan, his covenant. Time and time again, you offered a covenant to us and we reject it. He even helped them when they were in time of plague and pestilence, when there were floods, when there were fires, when there were earthquakes, when they were blind, when they were deaf, when they were dying, when they were lepers, when they were, were, were um, sinners, when they were sick. And we reject it. We reject his healing, his power, his love, his, mo- his movement, his touch. We give up so easily. We find it easier to turn those stones into bread. We find it very difficult to stay faithful. We'd rather just leap at anything that comes our way that looks like it might help us. And we continually, day after day, century after century, fall for the lies of the best liar of all times, the devil himself, who tells us that our faith is meaningless, Hope is nothing. Love means nothing. Religion is futile. Church is irrelevant. Jesus Christ is dead and God doesn't care. But we know better. Jesus knew it and so should we. So in these 40 days, you and I will fall one, two, and three times. But let's keep moving on. Let's keep getting back up because we know the best is yet to come. Jesus knew it, and so should we.